Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Well, this is a very interesting case, and it is the province trying to use a new law to find out where homeowners got the money to purchase their home. BC is now attempting to get a court order to compel the owners of a Salt Spring Island house to tell the the province where they got the $1 million to purchase the property. And we heard last week from BC Solicitor General Mike Farnworth saying that the reason the province filed this application in BC Supreme Court is to use the unexplained wealth orders. And this is something that the province brought in, legislation that the province brought in to try and stop things like money laundering. Well, to talk more about this, we are joined by Kim Moody, founder of Moody's Tax and Moody's Private Client. Kim, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Good morning. What are your thoughts about this? And again, really the first kind of test or the first using of this new legislation, uh, unexplained wealth orders, uh, going after homeowners that could have potentially uh, bought a house with laundered money or or money that's linked to criminal activity. Well, I mean, I think to uh, have a good understanding of this, you you need to you know, be a lawyer. Uh, I'm not a lawyer myself, but I uh, certainly have hung around with lawyers in my tax practice with, you know, I've, I've led a tax law firm in my career and I've just watched what happened in tax, you know, when there's uh, money laundering or illegal proceeds of crime being used and it's unreported for tax purposes or if people are underreporting their income, then, you know, the CRA has some tools to go after them by net worth audits and what have you. In this case, you know, it is, you know, when I first became aware of this, I did a little bit of homework to see if these unexplained wealth orders are new, and they are relatively new. I mean, the UK and New Zealand and Manitoba, of all places, have introduced them, and now BC. And I have to tell you, I find it a bit of a, a bit a bit shocking. Um, notwithstanding, it has some, you know, sex appeal and and certainly some appeal for people who want, you know, to go after, but where I get a little bit concerned is whatever happened to the basic legal principle of innocent until proven guilty. Um, you know, when I read the amendments to the BC forfeiture or civil forfeiture act, it, you know, it certainly requires an application of the court and they have to convince a judge to issue that. Um, but a lot of it is just hearsay. None of it's been presented to, you know, uh, you know, to peers. And, and, and uh, so I, I have some real issues with whether or not, you know, the cart is coming before the horse, so to say. And when you look at this and this particular case, again, the government looking for a court order to, to get the, the owners of this Salt Spring Island home to tell, the, to say where they got the million dollars from. Uh, when I was reading about this as well, that uh, Mike Farnworth was saying that the government wants to find this out because there is suspicion of criminal activity or corruption. Is that over? reach do you think though by the government if, if there's criminal activity shouldn't that be something that law enforcement is dealing with well it, in my opinion yes um, I think you know certainly 
that's what the police are for is to, you know, arrest people on suspicion of criminal activity. Um, <laughs> but to start seizing property, um, you know, and to get people to explain where they got the money from in advance of a, of a trial, uh, that just seems to me to be a bit of an overreach in, on constitutional rights. I'd love to hear what a constitutional lawyer has to say about this. Unfortunately, I haven't had any you know, chance to talk to my peers about this issue. And are there scenarios as well that that can be explained without there being criminal activity in that there, there are cases, and, and we've talked about that in, the, in this province before, where the, the owner of a home, the, the occupation might be student or it might be homemaker. It doesn't mean there's automatically criminal behavior going on or anything criminal, even though somebody in that in that role probably couldn't afford the multi-million dollar home. But, but there are ways to explain that. And again, it, it kind of feels like if you're in that scenario the government now can can make you be the one to prove that you're not the criminal well i think that's the dangerous part of legislation like this and and again it's relatively new around the world it's pretty obvious bc has copied you know other jurisdictions um with respect to the implementation of this new legislation and 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 that's the part that i find shocking And, and using your example yeah you could have some low-income people living in a property, but it could be easily explainable. Um, they could have gifts or they could have gotten an inheritance or, you know, they could have sold a previous property that they had, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, to, to jump to the presumption that people have acquired property illicitly or through illegal means, again, you know, might have some sex appeal with a certain group of people um, who want, you know, to go after the bad guys. But, you know, again, what, whatever happened to the presumption of innocent until proven guilty? And, and to me, that's that's a dangerous precedent. Because it does seem like it's expanded. And, and you're right, it certainly can get a lot of attention. And in the case recently, there was a clubhouse that used to belong to the Hells Angels. and But that was something that had been proven in court, I believe, and that there, there was criminal activity. There had been a court case and through civil for, forfeiture that was taken and it, w- it was torn down quite recently and that got a lot of attention. But that seems a lot different, again, than looking at something on paper and the province deciding, well, we're going to go after you in court. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I'm not familiar with the case you're talking about, but, you know, when I was looking, looking um, and doing some basic research on this whole issue, one of the things, just to add to your discussion, it was, you know, some of the politicians, when they introduced this legislation, you know, made it clear that this is going after people who are so-called rich and perhaps shouldn't be. Well, when you read the legislation, it doesn't say that. You know? <laughs> and so really, it's it's quite a broad brush of, of power that, that you know, the government has to go after people, you know, to, to quash some of their basic rights, and I, and I have a problem with that. Well, Kim, I appreciate you making the time and coming on the show this morning. We'll leave it there for today, but thank you so much. My pleasure. All the best.